I've seen it happen before. Married men go all to pieces when their girlfriends get engaged. It's not losing a girlfriend. He's afraid of getting his own wife back. I rise in defense of the lady. She showers frequently. I know because I watch her. Dogs are people, too. choppers and you don't have any ambulances. Now we could just run out of wounded soldiers, we wouldn't have to be in business at all. Now listen, Seoul is a very big city and there are certain females there you gotta watch out for. Sorry you don't have to warn me about stuff like that. I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to him. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, Simon. Gentlemen. Unfortunately, Al won't be able to join us for this episode. Today, we're discussing Season 5, Episode 9, Mulcahy's War. It's the 106th episode overall, directed by George Tyne, written by Richard Cogan, originally aired on November 16, 1976. And the production code is U812. Yeah, what's that? That? In medical parlance, we call that a foot. See, it's a matched set. You know what I mean. I happen to be an expert on foot wounds, and that looks fishy to me. I think he has a fish fetish. This man shot himself. No, 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 no. That's not what happened to huh? him. No, no, no. See, this is, uh, this is Danny Fitzsimmons, the star place kicker from Fordham. Now, what happened is an enemy soldier shot at him from very close range. And instinctively, Danny tried to kick the bullet out of the way. It's true. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the enemy soldier? Ten-yard penalty. For roughing the kicker. Twerps. And uh, I have a plot summary. After Frank discovers that Danny Fitzsimmons has shot himself to get out of combat, Farland Mulcahy is called in. Realizing his lack of understanding of the fighting, Mulcahy accompanies Radar to an aid station where they encounter the real war at first hand. Mulcahy performs an emergency tracheotomy guided by Hawkeye over the radio. He tried to warn me about the mine, but I wasn't paying attention, so he tripped it. Save my life. I think he's going to be all right. It's mostly the leg, especially the paw. Captain, I don't mean to seem unsympathetic, but that dog really shouldn't be in here. Think of the germs. You have more germs than that dog, nurse. I beg your pardon. I rise in defense of the lady. She showers frequently. I know because I watch her. Pervert. I just meant that dogs don't have as many germs as humans. Forget it. Hawkeye, there's someone you want me to talk to? Yeah, I got kind of an unusual case for you, Father. Oh, my. What denomination is he? He's a German shepherd. I guess that makes him a Lutheran. (laughs) Oh, gee, what happened, fella? It's not the dog, Father. It's Private Fitzsimmons in postdoc. What's the trouble? Why don't you just go have a talk with him, okay? Certainly. That's a dog! Very good, Frank. I knew he'd get it. I'm not operating on any damn dog! Oh, come on, sir. You've got to. After all, dogs are people, too. Well, I'm not going to do it, especially because that's a self-inflicted wound. He did it to save my life. Well, that's what he says now. Look, he might be a dog, but he also happens to be a corporal in the United States Army. See, these two are scheduled to be rotated back to the States any day now. And it wouldn't look very good, Frank, if, if, uh, what's his name? Cupcake. Really? If Corporal Cupcake never made it back to the States because you wouldn't operate on him. Don't forget, Frank, he's a hero. Yeah, he's scheduled to be awarded the Silver Fire Hydrant. Well... I better scrub. 
And guest stars for this episode are Brian Byers, plays Private Danny Fitzsimmons. 21 credits for Brian. His last role was in Beverly Hills 90210, the original version, not the later ones. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Rick Mancini. He played Sergeant Hudkey. Unfortunately, Rick passed away at the age of 73. Well, I guess it wasn't unfortunate because he was a long life. <laughs> um, he appeared in ER, NYPD Blue, Mike Hammer, Trapper John MD, and sadly, Quincy. Oh dear. Richard Foringy, he plays the sergeant. Now, Richard has turned up in a rather impressive array of TV classics such as Hunter, Cagney and Lacey, Hill Street Blues Taxi, and Starsky and Hutch. Nice. And, of course, we have Jeff Maxwell, who plays Igor Sorinsky. And, of course, our wonderful Kelly Nakahara plays Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. I'm starting to get to the point now where I don't like saying she's a guest star. Me neither. She's, I think she should have been a regular cast member. She should have had front credit. Yeah. Really, you know. Yep, but, yep, you know. I agree, I agree. Especially towards the end when they actually give her more story. <laughs> yeah. You know, not just yeah. a side nurse, yeah. You know, Father Gallagher would be proud of you right now. I don't think so. Oh, why wouldn't he be? Because I shot myself in the foot to get out of here. Oh, my goodness. Danny, how old are you? Eighteen and a half. Well, you're young. You're far from home. You made a mistake. But we all do foolish things. It wasn't foolish. I'd do it again in a minute. You can't mean that. Father, you sit around with your butt in the mud for weeks, watching snipers pick off your buddies one by one. They sneak up at night in canvas shoes so you can't hear them. One night I was in a foxhole with four other guys. I snuck out to go to the latrine, and when I got back, all four of them were dead. I couldn't take it anymore. Danny, I'm sure it's rough out there. I imagine it's very difficult, but... You imagine... Father, haven't you ever been up there? No. Not even once? You've never been up there, not even for a little while? Well, I've wanted to go, but uh, I'm not allowed. Boy, if Boom Boom could see us now, he'd wonder where he went wrong. Well, let's not talk about Boom Boom. Let's talk about you. Tell me about it. I know it's rough. Father, with all due respect, we don't have anything to talk about. Let's face it, you have no idea what it's like up there. All right. Uh, I will start us off with this discussion. I actually enjoyed this episode. Not as much as the, the previous one that we had watched. Mm -hmm. But I gave this 7 out of 10. So, still high praise. But you know why. I mean, it's a Mulcahy episode. And I love Mulcahy. Father and Mulcahy are my favorites. And they can just be on screen talking. And I'd be content and happy. <laughs> I I thought it was cute with the whole dog operation. Cupcake. Was it oh, cupcake, cupcake? The Corporal Cupcake. Corporal Cupcake. Yeah, Corporal <laughs> Cupcake. That was cute. Uh, I, I, I like the fact that they addressed that people do injure themselves to get out of the war. Uh, well, I'm sure yeah. it happened more often than not. I don't blame them. <laughs> I, I, I am right there with you. Yeah, I do not blame them. I couldn't imagine the stress that they're under. Mm. And, and the fact that they would go that far into actually possibly, you know, permanently injuring themselves. Yeah. Um, that that just shows you how much they want to get out. Yeah. You know, that should be like an instant sign that they need to get out of the war. 
Yeah, because it's you know you, you, it's not every day you want to shoot your own foot off, is it? No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. And like you know, and like Frank said, he he knows those wounds because I'm sure it happened all the time. Yeah. So they're they're they know what a foot wound, a self inflicted foot wound looks like. Um, so I I really enjoy that story, but obviously the real story is you know Mulcahy getting some wartime under his belt, uh, or actual going to the front and seeing what war is like. Even though, I mean. I guess this is as much war as Mulcahy's going to see, going to an aid station, which is on the front line. So, I mean, it was getting bombed, and, you know, they were getting sniper attacks and all that yeah. fun stuff. So, I mean, he until, definitely Until was... the last episode, when he gets yeah. deaf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. But, yeah, I liked, I liked his whole storyline. I liked his little, uh, you know, convincing – well, not convincing, just telling Radar he's going to go with him hmm. to, the, to the first aid station. Igor, you stay here. I'll go with Radar. Uh, Father, you got to give permission. I only got orders for Igor and me. I'll be responsible, Radar. There's a wounded man, and he needs a priest. Here, take my helmet. Uh, Father, you're going to get both of us in trouble. Radar, you play poker, right? Not now, Father. No, 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 no. A very wise priest once said, no matter how well you bluff, eventually you have to put your cards on the table. I can't argue with that, because I don't know what you're talking about. And, And luckily he did. Because that guy would have died if he didn't go. Oh, yeah. You know, because I don't think Radar would have been able to handle cutting the guy's throat open. No, no. Uh, especially, but, yeah. especially when you see how, how grossed out Radar is, which is, I don't understand. That's one thing I have in my notes. I've got in big letters. Why is Radar so grossed out by Mulcahy cutting into the neck when he's... Radar does orderly duties. <laughs> it's true. Seems, but yeah, seems, yeah, but he might not... But, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was more convenient for the story. Because, you know, Radar is the more squeamish one. Yeah. But I don't know. I could see, I could definitely see Radar stepping up and doing it if he had to. Well, he's got a you lot know. of pens. He's the clerk. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it was Mulcahy who saved the day and he didn't get in mm. trouble for it. And, and now he feels like he can talk to the soldiers, you know, more. Yeah. Uh, understand them better. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just overall, I just really enjoyed this episode. I, I loved... Uh, getting a little bit more of Mulcahy's background and just seeing him grow a little bit. How about you? Uh, but, you know, well, <clears throat> I can't really say much more because I've got exactly the same things written down. Um, <laughs> apart right. from that, i got, I got question mark, question mark, that Frank and his feet fetish, uh, oh, yeah. which is slightly weird. Uh, yeah, love the Corporal, Cup, uh, Corporal Cupcake story. I, yeah. I like that because, you know, there's a lot of animals in in the army and you know they are they get medals you know there was even yep. a french you know carrier pigeon during the second world war who's, who's incredibly well known um so it's good <laughs> to see that uh again what why put you know why is radar so grossed out by mulcahy and that although i think that scene is really important because not only has mulcahy been to a, a at the front line he's also saving someone's life and it is yes. like a, a hard procedure to do but the one thing that takes me out of the scene a little bit is, is Radar's description of it and I know he's having to do it because he's talking to the guys on the radio Yeah. but does that kind of thing it seems to be slightly over the top you know oh he's doing it oh I'm grossed out and I'm thinking well it was only yesterday you was watching someone's foot being hang, you know, hanging off and someone's <laughs> guts on the floor. and uh, you know, so, But, hey, you know, that, that's just being... Yeah, big, but, you know, this could have happened before all that. You know, the timeline you, is so wonky on that. Oh, oh, yeah, come on. We can't. <laughs> we, we said that many times, haven't we? Uh, and basically, I've just got to say, really nice to see William Christopher get a, get an episode to himself. Uh, yes. he's He's a brilliant... Well, he's a brilliant person in real life. You know, he's a brilliant actor, a lovely yeah. guy. But, he, you know, I don't think... Of all the interviews I've seen, I know he said that he'd, he'd love to have had more, but I've never really seen him complain. You know, you had, you had, um, 
uh, what's his name who played Trapper, um, yes. who, who left the series because he wasn't getting enough roles. Yet Christopher Timothy, Christopher Timothy, that's the guy who's in All Creatures Great and Small. Um, <laughs> you know, Mulcahy's character, he doesn't, he never even seems to complain. He seems to be quite happy doing what he does. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I really like that. But, and I think when he does step up to it, He's, you know, his his character really shines. You know, he never yes. gets boring because I think there is a danger of a, a sideline character getting boring. A bit like Klinger's character does get tedious and does get boring until later him. on. You know, when he yep. steps into to Vader's role. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I gave it I gave it a seven seven out nice. of ten. Very yeah. cool, very cool. Yeah. Sir, I know we've talked about this before, but I want you to understand how useless I feel here. Well, the men don't need my words of comfort when they're safe and being taken care of. They need comfort up there where they're wet and cold and facing bullets. Father, you've got the toughest job in camp, and there's not much glory in it like there is for the surgeons and the nurses. But you're the one who really holds things together. You should be proud. Colonel, I had a seminary teacher who was a chaplain in World War II, Father Marty Gallagher. Boom Boom Gallagher? Oh, you knew him? No, heard about him. He was famous for the poker games he used to organize whenever the German artillery took a break. Colonel Boom Boom used to excite us with his stories about being right up front with the men. And that's where I want to be. Father, this is a different war. Line officers don't want chaplains up at the front. It's just another unarmed man they have to be responsible for. You don't belong up there. You belong right here. We need you. You're doing a fine job, but try to understand. You're a chaplain, not a soldier. Well, I think I'm a soldier, too, sir. I certainly look like one. I once saw a picture of Calvin Coolidge in a war bonnet, but that didn't make him an Indian. Sorry, Father. Yes, sir. All right, let's move on to some behind the scenes. I think I have the first one. It wasn't proven that expired air was sufficient to maintain adequate oxygenation until 1954. The mouth-to-mouth resuscitation wasn't developed until 1956. The Army didn't even adopt it as a policy until 1957, so BJ's mention of it is out of place. Hey! Yeah. Uh, as Mulcahy performs the tracheotomy, the sky is overcast, and when he and Radar hop into the Jeep minutes later, the sky is sunny. That's God <laughs> for you. <laughs> as Mulcahy inserts the tube into the soldier's throat, his eyeglasses are gone. As he and Radar are prepared to hop into the Jeep minutes later, Mulcahy is wearing his eyeglasses again. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye tells Frank that Danny Fitzsimmons is a football player from Fordham University. Fordham happens to be Alan Alder's real alma mater. Cool. I wonder if that was written in the script or he just said it. Ah, Changed well, it. Uh... Yeah, like, uh, yeah, could have been. Yeah. All right, we have the last one here. Father Mulcahy carries a Tom Mix pocket knife. The Tom Mix Ralston Straight Shooters was a 15-minute radio western. It originally ran on NBC Red Network from 1933 to 1937, then on NBC Blue Network from 1937 to 1942. Mm. Yeah. Red and blue. pocket knife. <laughs> I never knew you had colored networks. Uh, yeah, this is back in the day. How fancy. <laughs> in the first aid kit, get the alcohol. Sterilize the knife in the man's neck. Where's the alcohol? Where's the alcohol? Oh, okay, okay, we're doing it. Okay, Father, if you're ready, look for a notch at the base of his throat. It's it's right where the chest starts, right in the middle. Oh boy, I got it. Good. Now take the knife and make an incision 
a vertical incision through the skin about two inches long. There's going to be a little blood, but that's okay. Oh, well, sure, okay. Good, Father. Very good. Okay, now open that skin with your fingers and keep cutting until you see a couple of little horizontal rings of tissue. I got it. He got it. Okay, now this is it, Father. That tissue is fibrous. It's not going to be easy to cut. Make an incision between the rings of tissue and then stick the tube in the hole you made. The man will be breathing through that tube. Now work fast. I have to say a prayer first. You gotta say a prayer first. Make it a damn short one. can't think of any. Oh, my God. Bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts which you're about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. That's grace. Don't pay any attention to the blood. Just get the tube in there. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Meds. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 podcast. All right, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. I think we both agree it was a it was a good episode, a nice moment for Father Mulcahy. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm Kenny, and I'm Simon, and we'll be seeing you, Father. Hey, Father. Thought you'd like to know your patient is doing just fine. We're all thinking of trading in our scalpels for Tom Mix pocket knives. Audrey, I could swear I told you not to go up to the front. Yes, sir. You did, sir. And in spite of the fact that I saved a man's life, I now feel I was wrong to disobey you. Cleverly put. Boom Boom Gallagher would be proud of you. Oh, what a nice thought. You know, Father, first time I operated, I was scared stiff. And there weren't any bombs going off around me either. I can imagine what it was like for you. No, Hawkeye, you can't. Why not? You had to be there. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. 
This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www. Talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey day. day. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Where they encounter the real world... The... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Richard There's a lot of lot of um tongue twisters in this. There are. Adequate adequate oxygen oh my god. oxygenation? Yeah. It wasn't proven that expired air was sufficient to maintain adequate oxygen oxygenation. Okay. It wasn't proven that expired error was sufficient to maintain adequate oxygen. Ah, adequate oxygen. Ah, um. Oh my God! Now I can't even say adequate. <clears throat> you are inadequate. <laughs> yeah, I am. 